guys fantasy football podcast week nine in a crazy 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 fantasy year we're gonna get into all of it but now it is your host mr jason dominguez ah, thank you we're going into week nine thank you to everybody who's actually downloaded this podcast i know i never say that but we are appreciative uh, that somebody actually gives a shit to listen to something yeah. we have to say. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, we got we got everybody in the house tonight, of course, except for the gut. We'll see him next season for sure. But yes, week nine. Uh, uh, and I noticed the gut was a little bothered. You know, he was a little bothered by the jinx talk. You know, everybody gets a little bothered by jinx talk. Everybody's superstitious. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anybody here who, who really feels superstitious when people jinx them there? <laughs> no. I do yeah. it just because everyone does it to me. So I like to give them <laughs> shit back. Yeah. But I don't believe in any of it. As the saying goes, I'm not superstitious, but I'm a little stitious. So, you know, there's just these little things that I'll do to maybe, you know, get. I, I believe in karma and I believe in a good juju, but not, I wouldn't call it superstition. Good juju. Yeah, like um, well, there's a, a lot of bad Jay, juju, right? Our friend Wasp loves to pull the move of congratulating you before you've won. That's a good jinx move. Being like, oh, you got me this week, man. And it's like 99.90 or something like that. <laughs> You're only up by like two points. He's yeah. like, oh, you got me. You got it, you got it this week. Tug, Congratulations. Tugga will just, will just straight up roast you for no reason. And, <laughs> and uh, he could be winning or losing. <laughs> it doesn't fucking matter. He just likes to talk shit. Our, our now realtor friend, uh, Tommy Joe Panamarinko there in Costa Rica. Costa Rica. Yeah, if you're Go. looking for an island down in Costa Rica, just hit him up. Damn. Oh, shit. We'll do it. I'm sorry. Sounds like draft weekend there. Let's get it on. That's right. He got all cleaned up, too, for the photo. <laughs> <laughs> Not normally, though. <laughs> uh, shit. Uh, all right. Well, this week nine, uh, we saw a lot of carnage again. This year seems to be, I don't know. I mean, we thought COVID year was bad. This year is pretty bad, especially for those quarterbacks. More quarterbacks went down. So many quarterbacks. P, uh, can you list even a few of them off the top of your head? We got quarterbacks that are down or new ones coming in. Oh, man. So I counted eight different backups are for sure going to play. Or backups are basically guys that uh, that didn't start the year as the starter. So, you know, guys like Levis, who we're going to talk about, uh, the Minnesota games got two of them, uh, Minnesota, Atlanta, Jaron Hall versus Heineke. You've got uh, Clayton Toon, going to see if we can get some Looney Toon in for uh, for Arizona. What's up there? We don't know the status of Stafford as of right now. We don't know the status of a uh, – uh, I think Justin Field is still out, so we're getting more teabag, more, more badgent. Uh, there's just – uh, I think Daniel Jones will be back. We've got a benching of uh, Jimmy G. So we've mm. got the Aiden O'Connell era has officially begun in Vegas. And then 
the backup uh, that's been there all year long, but he's starting to grow on us, Mr. Zach Wilson. So yeah, it's just the year of the backup, the era of the backup. It's you better hope you got a good one. You know, uh, Gardner Minshew, he's been playing all year long. So uh, it's uh, you, you want you want your Minshews and your Daltons as opposed to, uh, you know, some of these guys that are going to fall flat on their face. Some of the ones that came in last weekend that really hampered our uh, fantasy success. Hey, Trey, uh, with all that, all those new quarterbacks, all those backup quarterbacks coming in, something about that says if you wanted to gamble this weekend, very risky weekend to be gambling, right? Like a, a world of, oper- of possibilities up and down. Wrap your head around that, fellas. <laughs> uh, the quarterback I would gamble with at all those? Yeah, would you gamble on any of them? Yeah. Yeah. Which one? I like Heineke. Uh, I've always liked him a little the, bit. He the most experienced. Ups- he gives you that rushing upside. He uh, he, he, he could play, um, you know, that backyard style. And I like him going against Minnesota. So I I, uh, I actually picked up four of these. So I'm an expert. I've, I've done some. I picked up four on one team. So I picked up Heineke, O'Connell, um, Toon, it's rough out and, there. It's rough. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and Jaron Hall. I picked up four of them and I dropped two just now um, because I drafted Daniel Jones, uh, which I think I'd rather start like a flex player over Daniel Jones at this point. And then I picked up Tyra Taylor. So Tyra Taylor got hurt and I got Trevor Lawrence as my main guy and he's on a bye. So I'm, I'm in quarterback hell. And I thought other people were too. So I basically got four of them thinking people want. You know, I'd have some trade opportunities here, but um, I just straight up dropped tune. He's only going to be around for a week. I think I think Kyler will be back next week. O'Connell, he's played one full game. He had nine point eight. Wasn't the greatest. Wasn't the worst. He wasn't Jimmy G of last week. Like he actually did a little bit, but that was against the Chargers and the Chargers are one of the worst. So I'm not high on O'Connell. We're trade. Also, that was an old coaching regime, too. Yeah, in, yeah, in it's, sense, just, it's just it, O'Connell with a new coach on. It's just that's a total, total crapshoot, even though he has two good receivers. Uh, Jaron Hall, I've heard good things, but I don't trust it at all. And he's missing Justin Jefferson. So I'm going with Heineke at all that. Damn. Intel. Is this, the, is this the number one year as far as Superflex for starting just a non quarterback yep. in that Superflex position? Like, so, yeah, injuries. It's crazy. It's happening. It's happening for sure. You, oh, in, in, because these backup quarterbacks, sometimes they might get you single digits and at, or, or yeah. worse, you know, and you're like, dude, yeah. I might as well put in a wide receiver there, you know? Yeah. So, uh, Daniel Jones, if you had him, he gave you a 4.4, a 3.9, an 8.7, and a 7.1. Like that, that's not even like receiver three shit. So he got you the 33, and, but the other four were that low. So, um, he lost me straight up him two two probably two weeks on his own. Oh yeah. Well, Pat, and we uh, definitely have a lot to go over this week. We've got a few games of the week. We've got some halftime hits. We'll do some rookie report and then finish up with DFS. So uh, did we leave out any news or notes there? The Dobbs got traded to the Vikings, so Jaron Hall is another one of those one week wonders, yeah. and then Dobbs yeah. will probably be the starter. So. Tune's probably one week wonder. O'Connell could have rest of season potential just yeah. because they could be in tank mode. It sounds like it. So it's weird that they didn't trade 
some guys they could have traded for some capital. I don't, I don't know what the, doesn't the mean really he'll be a, run. a fantasy starter rest of season, but he will probably be an NFL starter as long as he doesn't get hurt. Right. Yeah, it's all about what he can do with opportunity. Yeah, The Dobbs trade is pretty interesting. It's great news for Addison, Hawkinson, yeah. owners. Uh, you just you were so scared of a uh, of a Jaron Hall or Nick Mullen season. Dobbs has shown over the first seven weeks that he can uh, produce fantasy points for his weapons. So a uh, little, little sigh of relief for, for Vikings owners and uh, definitely Jefferson when he comes back. You know, it's, you're not looking at Cousins, but you will have a, a top five guy still. So... I'm uh, I'm very happy as an Addison owner that Dobbs is going to make his way. And if you're at it, you're in a super flex, a lot of these teams, I know two teams that had Dobbs and Murray, so they were going to do the handoff. But lucky you, now you have two starters. So, you know, good day for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Justin's uh, qu- on the way back quicker than we thought, uh, sooner rather than later is what I heard, uh, especially uh, with the Dobbs news. Uh, it's kind of a reason why they did the Dobbs move. It's because they knew they had Justin coming back. They could still save their season. So there's some thought out there that Justin could uh, hang it up. So this wow. is good news. All right. Let's get into these games of the week. Yes, sir. The GYG games of the week. Things you wouldn't understand. Pat, what is this game that you're looking at this weekend? Oh, Jay, looking, there's a lot better matchups than last week, week eight, I would say, um, a lot more kind of, and I, and I have to apologize to the GYG community, the, the fans out there for going real basic bitch. And I know we don't like to kind of retread our, our picks or whatever, or take responsibility for anything we do. Um, <laughs> but, um, just, just, you can't, this is not the, we just, that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, this is not the year that it's seemingly this is not the year that you can just start dudes against seemingly bad teams a la Lamar versus Arizona last year. I mean, last week, uh, Mahomes versus the Broncos last week. Uh, so all my basic bitch picks, uh, you got to dig a little bit deeper. Uh, so a hard lesson for me and the fans to learn. Uh, but let's see if we can do better this week. I like the Seahawks and Ravens matchup here, Jay. Uh, if I can get my sleeper to get to come up, here we go. Um, I like well, this matchup too. This yeah, is a big especially time after, the, after the trade, they went out and got one of the best fucking D, D tackles. It's great, right. Williams. Right, um, they're all in. They're they're going all in because Pete's old. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, Pete's uh, you know very similar styles, but you you go Pat. Sorry. No, no, Sorry. Pete's in the Greg Popovich sort of stage of his careers, getting, you know, approaching 70, drinking a lot of wine and uh, dealing with young guys. But um, obviously, Lamar, I think Lamar is going to have a bounce back uh, game from last week from kind of that turd nugget. Who would have thought Sam Howell would have outscored Lamar by three mm. times last year? You know, Did anybody have Sam Howell throwing four touchdowns against the Eagles, you know, so it's just craziness. Um, I think. It was the crazy eight week, so maybe for nine, it's a little more serene, a little, a little more calm down. But um, I think there's going to be, you know, a little bit more point, uh, you know, some more points to be had. Seattle likes to get into these, uh, except for that Cleveland game, likes to get into more high, higher scoring matches here. So obviously, Lamar going against this defense. Um, take your pick on who you think that uh, running back is going to be for this week. Um, obviously, if you're Seattle and you're a, uh, a Kenny Walker owner, you're you're going to deploy 
um, and then looking to get both of the Seattle wide receivers kind of back on track. They've had some up and down weeks, but Metcalf and Lockett, you're looking for for them to get back on track. Zay Flowers seems to be the dude, and then of course Andrews here. Um, I just like the like I said the matchup. I'm looking for. Oh, yeah action here more more offense than kind of the 19 to 16 matchups we've been kind of seeing maybe this thing can get in the 30s and, and they're uh, both five and two i think so they're both trying yeah, to put a stamp on things you know yeah six and two versus five and two so um two better teams better teams on offense and uh, baltimore is really good on defense seattle kind of iffy on defense so that's kind of the theory going in for my uh, matchup of the week. GYG matchup of the week. I like it. Yes, sir. Uh, who do you pick between Seahawks Ravens straight up? I'm going to have to go Ravens, man. It's a, it's a tough, tough flight all the way east for Seattle and uh, Gino against. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, yeah. tough trip. Uh, it's, yeah. uh, you're gonna 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 feel it. You know, I think it's probably gonna be an early kickoff when uh, you got the time zone change and all that. Uh, it's a uh, probably rainy stadium, tough weather. You know, Baltimore's uh, gonna be a tough challenge for Gino. So I like the Ravens in that one. Yeah, watch the weather on this one too. Also, Gino hasn't been playing up to par. I think I think Lockett looked great last game. Metcalf has been targeted, uh, one of the most targeted over the last three games. But just Gino, um, just a slightly off here. So uh, that's I think that's why they're six point underdogs. Uh, Seahawks have a lot of talent, but that Ravens D at home against Gino, I think uh, I think he could get aggressive here. I think Ravens could be a sneaky DFS for DraftKings. So mm. damn, averaging around he, thirteen and a half points the last three games is Gino. That's not great, and. Um, what they're going to probably do to offset that is run, run, run the two-headed monster at the Ravens. But the Ravens, ever since getting uh, Roquan Smith, they have been one of the top run Ds as well. So this is going to be tough. Yes, sir. Well, let, let me flip that because those are two good teams. Uh, mine will be very, very brief. Uh, really, I'm just excited to see what happens. But uh, mine is between two bottom feeders, uh, the, the the Raiders and the Giants, to see the you know the turd bowl. But mostly, I want to see what Antonio Pierce does as the interim head coach for the Raiders because I'm sure you guys saw that presser, and I was pretty fired up. So <laughs> I want to see what these boys do. He's eating kneecaps or he's like a damn Campbell type of. Oh, yeah, boy. <laughs> there was only two games that were unwatchable in my eyes. And it was last week and it was the Giants Jets game. I think each team had 37 possessions in that oh game. Gosh. And um, nuggets. <laughs> the Raiders, the Raiders game. Uh, Jimmy G, bro. Oh, my God. Oh, my right, God. Yeah, that was rough, dude. So now <laughs> these guys are playing each other. Uh, I thought this was a joke when I saw it on the on the show sheet. Well, but imagine this, though. Like, uh, you've got to believe that uh, Aiden O'Connell has seen uh, Devonte Adams get pissed off on the sidelines over and over again and think to himself. Oh, yeah. OK, I just need to feed that guy. Just feed that guy the ball. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, and as, a, as a Josh Jacobs owner, I'm very excited for the O'Connell switch. The uh, week four was Jacob's best performance. That was O'Connell's start against the Chargers. It was uh, 23 points in the uh, the full PPR. So A new head coach, player coach. Yeah, that's actually the half PPR, yeah. Eight catches, 81 yards on 11 targets. So O'Connell, dump it down to my guy. I love that game tripped. 
Trey, tell us your game here. My my game's the Bills at Bengals. Bengals finally got hot. That like we always said, uh, the whole the whole year it takes a while for Joe and company to get going. Uh, they're they're rolling now, full steam ahead. Mixon even got a touchdown. Holy shit! Um, so yeah, uh, Bills um, up and down team. They're they're they kind of switched their offense up of late. They're doing a little more RPOs and they're doing a uh, targeting uh, Gabe Davis with like a seven. Yard A dot, which is something new instead of the, just the, the big play, Gabe. And um, uh, they're using him as the he was the primary first read, got the most out of that. So uh, maybe a, a Gabe a Spike uh, coming here, maybe a trade for a candidate, in my opinion. Um, if he can get some more uh, consistent work, that's the only thing he's lacking. He'll go from a receiver three to receiver two. But uh, Bengals, uh, Higgins. Always uh, letting me down. I always thought he was a little overrated. Uh, he just benefited for being on upside other side of Chase. Um, Damn, he had a good mixed. rookie year without Chase. Yeah, uh, you can always have one good year, right? I've seen a lot of people do that. Uh, I like to see multiple tacked on just before you start getting drafted around uh, the likes of uh, some of these big receivers uh, next to him. Very disappointing. Um, very disappointing. Yeah, very, very. And, um, but Bengals, Joe Burrow, he looks 100%. He, he got out of this one play. It's probably, you know, y'all seen it, but I never thought he could get out of something like that. So uh, his calf is just fine, and this is going to be a really good game. It's early. It's the London game, I believe, at 830. So uh, that's the only shitty part. But it's uh, – oh, no, this isn't it. The Kansas City is the, the early game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's my fault. Yeah, this is, uh, is going to be a regular old game. But uh, negative two for the Bengals. It's at, it's at Cincinnati, so – uh, let's see what all uh, Josh Allen could do on the road. Yeah, no, I'm looking at uh, Khalil Shakir. It's an interesting story. Yeah. Basically, they yeah. went out, uh, and uh, once Dawson Knox went out, they were playing a lot of two tight end with Kincaid and Knox. Mm-hmm. Knox is out, and what they've done is gone to the 11 personnel with three wide receivers. Gabe and Steph play every game, every every play, but Shakir led him in receiving last week on six targets, caught them all 92 yards, 65% snaps was a season high, so – this is a shootout possibility, and you might have found yourself a little waiver wire gem if Shakir can stay on the field and keep producing. Yeah, he jumped Hardy. Uh, they paid Hardy five to six million dollars this year, and that's why he got the first go. And Shakir was kind of inconsistent. I've had him on Dynasty. I dropped him uh, right before the year started, uh, but it looks like he might get a second chance here, and he looked good. And uh, Lenny, playoff Lenny, signed by the Bills as well. We forgot that in the, in the yeah. news, but uh, let's see if he can uh, usurp Latavius as the backup. He's He's, Murray was one of the uh, worst short yardage efficiency running backs in the league right there with uh, my boy Damian Pierce and Jerome Ford. So he's there replacing uh, Murray in Murray's role. All right, uh, P, let's go to your game here. Yeah, I'm kind of uh, down your road with a couple uh, interesting storylines. Not the best matchup. You know, you had uh, Dolphins and Chiefs. We mentioned that. There's also a Cowboys-Eagles game. Uh, I like this Titans-Steelers game, man. I was very intrigued by uh, the banana man, Will Levis, you know, shoving it down all of our uh, analysts' throats. You know, a lot of lot of football uh, guys in general and a lot of fantasy people didn't have much faith in uh, Will Levis coming in and, Man, four touchdowns later and a big win at home. Man, Hopkins' best game. Best that offense has looked all year, in my opinion. Uh, so I'm really interested to see if he can keep it going. Gonna be it's a, a tough test, test for the yes. Steelers, too, yes. right? You know. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, but uh, Steelers are three-point favorites, so pretty much a toss-up between a three-and-four and a four-and-three team. But 
Uh, tough for the, the the rookie to go on the road this time. He got to start his career at home. Now he's on the road. Uh, hostile primetime environment. TJ Watt coming off that edge. It's going to be interesting. And uh, uh, to make things worse, Hopkins with a toe injury. So we got a gimpy D-hop coming into Thursday night. We hope he plays to uh, – because I'm a, I'm a Henry owner in guillotine. I need at least that, you know, that, that, that high floor that Henry's hopefully presenting. But uh, Steelers, man, God dang. I really, really want them to just do something, show right. signs of life, <laughs> anything. Score a first-half touchdown, which they haven't done the last four games. Like, haven't scored more than one first-half touchdown off on offense all year long. Like, just please, please just get it going in the first half. Don't wait till the fourth quarter to score some points because some people – due to bye weeks and injuries need to start some of your players. So we'd like some production. I heard a stat. uh, I don't forget. I can't credit the stat, but I heard it somewhere that the Steelers have not gained over 400 yards in like 41 games or something like that. Yes, that is correct. And and the next closest was in the teens. That is, uh, you talk about uh, Matt Canada at his finest. I guess so. Hey, yeah, I do the, look forward uh, to that game, though. I really want to see yeah, who comes out of Levis. the turd, you know. I want to see Levis do it twice because uh, all four touchdowns look fluky to me. They all four had a pump fake where he didn't even Broken need plays. the pump fake. Broken plays on two. Uh, one was pass interference on Hopkins. Like, I want to see this dude do it again because uh, they were one of the worst um, teams EPA-wise, but they came out the other end with these crazy results, so... Uh, at Steelers, that's a real test. Uh, I would take the Steelers defense because I think Will's going to try to do it again. And he does have a rocket arm. He does have athleticism. He's a big, strong guy. But uh, decision-making, questionable at best. Could get a little too cocky, right? Maybe trying yeah, to force some things the, around. Well, the, he forced one of the touchdowns he got lucky with. Uh, he shouldn't have thrown it. But, again, broken plays. Uh, Terrell got burned. Uh, I thought Hopkins passed interfered on the first one, spun him around. But, uh, you got to give him credit. I mean, the refs ain't going to call it. Going to keep doing it. So let's just. I just don't think it's a uh, repeatable kind of thing. Of the Steelers, uh, who do you start again now, Najee or Jalen? Mm, they're both flex options. <clears throat> nothing is. Uh, nothing's. Nothing's happy. Nothing. No. No good feelings about yeah, starting none. either guy. But uh, I was yeah, they're. I was going to say none. <laughs> yeah, they're both outside the top twenty, maybe even top twenty-five, and uh, kind of you know. Uh, desperation flexes, but low low ceiling flexes due to the uh, lack of points the Steelers are expected to put up. So, yeah, I would just leave Najee because of goal line if you had to choose one. Yeah, and then maybe Jalen in a PPR if they can yeah. uh, get him yeah. involved that way. Pat, let's do some of these halftime hits. Halftime hits came in at, coming at you fast here. Here we go. It's the halftime hits. How many backup quarterbacks are you starting this week? Is it two? Is it one? In that super flex, do you have none? (laughs) That's good stuff, Pat. All right, halftime hits. We got a new segment on GYG. This is called the GYC sponsored hopefully one day by underdog but yeah this is get your cash fools cash money get that randy moss drop in there oh but it's uh we've straight got cash a, homie yeah straight cash homie best underdog prop bets of the week we're gonna take on uh five or six props and we're gonna let you know how the guys feel about some of these uh straight off the underdog site uh first one go 
Yeah. We got, got, we got the the freak. We got the revenge game. I love this one. Tyreek versus the Chiefs in Germany. So uh, you're not really going against that uh, that that home field. It's uh, even though he's one of the best, I believe the best all time road receiver. Anyway, we're in Germany. Uh, uh, it's a morning game. Wake up, get your coffee, watch some football over under Tyreek 102 and a half receiving yards. Let's go around the horn first with Jay. He's number one wideout. I think I'm going to just go under because he's going against his alma mater. So, yeah. Mm, Pat? <laughs> uh, Chiefs defense ranks six overall. Um, I think I'm going to say wonky German food. He's going to eat some kind of weird brat or something. And uh, it's going <laughs> to slow beer. eat a little bit. And with that heavy beer. Uh, no, yeah, that Chiefs defense is, is pretty good. Six overall passing defense. I'm going to go under. All right. Is it a clean sweep, clean sweep tray? No, I'm going to go over. He's done it five out of eight times. And basically, if he gets one of those 40, 50-yard bombs, which he does once a game, it's not hard to get the rest. And I believe this is going to be it's a 51-point uh, over-under score for the game, which is the highest of the week. So I'm going to hit the over with this one. All right. Guys are split on Tyreek. I like it. All right. Next one is... Man, love stinks. It has been a rough go with Jordan Love and the Packers offense lately. I felt like this one was a little high, in my opinion. That's why I put it out here. I thought we'd maybe uh, attack some uh, some some low hanging fruit. Uh, Jordan Love versus the Rams at home, over under of two hundred twenty nine passing yards. Let's start with Jay. You're saying that I'm afraid. By the way. Uh, you could do these little parlay over unders even on Sleeper app for those of you on that fantasy. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, they offer they offer a very good uh, return on their parlays as well. So I'm gonna go under. Put, the, I, put their books to sleep. I'm gonna put the, yes. I'm gonna put this under on my parlay this weekend. Jordan Love passing yards under 229. I I want to see Aaron Donald and that D line get after him. So all right, big big Pat. Oh, uh, let's quote see. is very high. I, I he, it, he hit this number right on the dot last week, which is hilarious. Oh, nice! And he's before that he was three over, three under. So oh, he's literally split splitting it here. Yeah, uh, I think it is a little too high here. Um, although I don't know, I forgot. Rams, I mean, Rams were. I mean, the they're, Dak they're, they're a green, green matchup. That's true. Dak was able to uh, give it to uh, yeah uh, to CD last uh, last week uh, very very well to, to the tune of what two touchdowns, three touchdowns. Um, so, hmm, but Jordan, I agree with you, Price. Love stinks on this one. Yeah, under love stinks. <laughs> That's a clean okay. sweep, Trey. Really? Yeah, I think love stinks, but uh, this one's close because of Watson. Christian Watson is going to be his third game back. He's getting a lot of volume, and I think he could – if he if he could come good, I think that's the missing piece to to help love here because uh, I got no other excuse for him Trey, because he was missing Watson all year, and I, I think Watson's a talent. You had a stat on Jordan Love the other episode that hit those deep balls just not connecting, you know. That's why I said under he stinks. Yeah, it's <laughs> a, tough, it's a tough go. There's hope because of Watson. Man, I saw him targeting Watson in the end zone, especially over and over. Twice. And there's just yeah. no connectivity. There's no cohesion. I just, I don't have any faith either. All right, next we got a uh, Trey's guy, CJ Stroud, the rookie, versus Tampa Bay. Surprising week last week. Will they bounce back over under two hundred and forty-one point five passing yards? Let's start with Trey. Yeah, that's a, it's a green. 
It's a green matchup and it's at home. When he's at home, he actually hit 384 against the Colts. That was his high. His second high was at home against the Pittsburgh Steelers, 306. He likes home. Uh, Tampa Bay looked like crap last week, uh, especially past D. Um, and I believe that we are the lowest pass neutral rate. And I think they understand that we can't just run, run, run. Um, CJ Stroud's better than advertised. Take the training wheels off. Let it rip. A lot of people are are clamoring for this online, and I think they're going to let them uh, let it let it rip like they did the first couple games before they went to this crazy ass two headed run system. So uh, I think it's going to be enough attempts here to get it over. Yeah, and I saw Pierce miss practice today. So if he's a little bit gimpy, Shit. maybe lean a little bit more on the on the run. So uh, burn uh, on burn. a little bit more on the pass. Yes, correct on yeah. the pass. Uh, we've got Pat up next. Yeah, the Bucks are the 27th uh, ranked pass D. I think uh, Stroud is going to be looking to bounce back over the the rookie duel he lost to Bryce uh, last week. So yeah, I think they're going to get uh, they're going to let it fly a little bit more. I agree with Trey here. I'm going to take the over Stroud proud. All right, and Jay, is it a sweep? Uh. For the GYG halftime, I will take the over, but he will not be in my parlay this weekend. I'm not that confident, uh, but I'll take the yet. over. All right. If you got to choose one, it's over. All right. Next, uh, we got Bijan. My man uh, was struggling with some headaches a couple weeks ago, came back with his first rushing touchdown last week, going against the backup uh, in Minnesota, but he's got a home matchup against a very beatable Minnesota D over under a 59.5 rushing yards. It seems like he's taken a little bit of control. Uh, beyond the the weird game, but it uh, looks like Algiers a little bit in the rearview mirror lately. What do you think, Trey? This has been yeah. Dave's. You make the call. Bijan's uh, still got it. You know, he just needs touches. It's all about how many touches he gets, and I think uh, I think he's going to get enough here with Minnesota because they know Minnesota's not going to do shit coming back with a third string quarter or yeah, second string quarterback. Yeah, Jaron Hall. Yeah, they're going to get some short fields. I like yeah, it. Yeah, uh, and they 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 ain't going to risk it, you know, to get the biscuit. So they're going to keep it safe here, and I think that's going to help uh, Bijan out here. He's going to get more than his eleven and twelve. I think he might get a 14, 15 touches. Yeah, Runs, over 60 carries. rushing yards for sure. All yeah. right, uh, Jack. Uh, Trey, let me throw it at you uh, just because I, I want to know if you look at it this way, though, too. But uh, when I've been looking at these prop bets for like somebody like Bijan, uh, I I would almost rather uh, a bid on his combined Combo. yardage as opposed yeah. to the, like the rushing or receiving. So on this one, like – I'm scared because there's part of me that says like he could definitely get under that that 59 and he could get over it. But combined, I, I feel more confident in combined. But for this one, uh, fuck it. It's Heineke. Let's get it over. <laughs> yeah, the reason um, I, I would need to look into Heineke's check down rate, that would help me out. Uh, but last week he had five targets, zero catches. The week before that was the weird sick week, zero before that, he was averaging right around four to five catches and about 30 yards, 35 yards. So uh, you can hedge your bet. You can do one receiving, one rushing, you know, and do it split as a combo. You won each of one or you can do the combo as one bet. But yeah, I got, um, if you look at the combo. He's going to get over like 75 between yeah, rushing and receiving. But there's you know? plenty of times I bet combos and you don't hit it. And you're like, why well, did well, I just say, yes, it's not rushing or receiving. you know, like Brees Hall last week. Right. I did it. And guess what he did? All receiving. I think it was like 17 rushing and 80 receiving. Oh, Crazy. yeah. He hit he hit the combo. Oh, oh no. Hit the combo? I, oh, no, no, no. I did the receiving. I forgot. Yes, I hit the receiving on him. Yeah. So it's, uh, yes, yeah, because rushing, they, they thought he was going to get like 70 something. So 
Uh, yeah, it's I'm tricky. Sorry. You can go either way. We no, got away good. from that, but I'm gonna go under <laughs> here on this rushing actually now. So yeah, I'm right. talking strategies. And the pat. Yeah, this one's really interesting because I'm looking at the attempts for both the running backs here in the Atlanta backfield and the highest attempts that Bijan has is week two uh, against Green Bay, 19 attempts. He, got, he went for 124, big game there. Well, check it out. Check it out. They're negative four and a half point favorites. That's okay. big time on the road. So that's true. That um, there should be winning is what m- I'm saying. Minnesota Good game script. Minnesota's rush defense is sort of middle of the pack. I think they're 15 or 16th. So um, it's all about, is he going to get the attempts back from the, from the illness? Um, you know, he had 11 last week, 13, 14, 14. So um, that's, I mean, yeah, that's very close. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go over because I think they're going to want to feed him a little bit more and get him more of a bounce back game. Uh, especially like, like yeah. he's in the short field, they should have, um, against, uh, either whoever's quarterbacking for the, for the Vikings is probably not going to will Levis it this yeah, week. I'm, I'm going to bet. I'm going to bet. So yeah, I, I think they're going to, it's a get right game for old Bijan. Yeah. I think it's going to be a, a breaking of a big play. I just, uh, like for this rush, it, like Jay brought up a very good point. It could be in the pass game. And so if he breaks that, you know, 50 yard in the passing game, then you're probably not going to hit the rush bet. But uh, yeah, he's that's how done it goes sometimes. He's done it four times. He's gone over 59 four times. I'm looking at yeah. one way or another. He's going to break it. It's just getting those touches right. So. Yeah, yeah. It's All probably right. going to be in the pass game. More I think about it, Minnesota is one of the highest, if not pressure, uh, blitz teams bringing pressure. So uh, and Heineke with the dump downs for sure. They can sneak them out mm-hmm. of there. Yeah, get so them out on fire. Maybe on go for the combo yards with Bijan. Yeah, yeah I like it. Let's modify that bet. All right, next and final one on our halftime hit. It is, man, I heard this nickname and it's sticking because he has had some small production. It is Tiny Pollard, Mr. Small Production Pollard at Philly. It's a tough matchup against that front. Over under 53.5 rushing yards. Let's start with Jay. I go under. Yeah. Uh, Yep, Trey as well. Yeah, they're the best. Philly's the best. They're the, worst on, they're the worst on pass D, so yeah. that's how you want to attack them. And they're the best on rush D, so for sure, this is this is a bad bad matchup. Pat, clean sweep. Should have traded for Derrick Henry. Uh, yep, uh, <laughs> I think Pollard's proven that he is best in that change up role. And uh, yeah, against uh, Jalen Carter and all the all the that monster D line, I'm 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 very afraid. All right. A lot of people were saying he lost his explosive. He's still he's still fast, but he lost his, his extra gear he had. Mm. And uh, he's running uh, to north-south, uh, whether it's play design or him, uh, trying to get, get vertical too quick versus what he did a lot last year was uh, horizontal and then, you know, cut up but or try to get outside, you know. Uh, there's no trying to get outside this year. So Mm-mm. he might have lost uh, all confidence in his top, top gear. Oh, only. Oh, only once has he gone over five yards per carry this uh, this season. So, and that's amazing from the uh, the huge amount of production and uh, the the efficiency from last year. I think over five mm-hmm. a carry and almost over I think over ten a catch as well. Just a monster in efficiency last year, and it's all come back crashing down. But a lot of people are wondering if it's Baby Boy Genius or uh, McCarthy as well. You know, because we know sometimes not just the running back uh, these these play mm-hmm. schemes and the way they draw this stuff up um, matters, and when you call these plays, mm-hmm. so. Um, he he has a little bit of this, a little bit of that. He hasn't scored a touchdown since week one. He's been touched. Yeah. Well, that's that the seems to show. me. 
that seems to me to be the GYC pick of the week. Pollard under 53 and a half rushing yards. <laughs> and I say that as and a Cowboy we, fan. And Jordan stinks. <laughs> yeah, and, and we get love some Dowdle. Well. I picked up Dowdle in every goddamn league. Where where we get some Dowdle? Oh, no. What about the people's mm. champ? <laughs> Deuce. Deuce. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when he comes in, he gets five yards of pop at least, man. Like he I needs know. to get more chances, in my opinion. They they need to I agree. Second Trey. year. They need to change Dattle. it up something. I don't know. All right. That was the GYC or the GYG halftime hits. And uh go change your bong water. Let's get to the uh second half. Yes, sir. I've lost more money betting on games than you'll ever see in a lifetime. All right, second half. We got another new segment. This is Rookie Report. Welcome to the NFL. We got some rookies who have had some, uh, some have just been slow starters. Some have been some spotty performances. We're going to ask our guys if these are prime for a second half breakout or maybe next year. So you're a freshman, right? Yeah. <laughs> Beat you at the water tower. All right. Or the moon tower. We used to go to the water tower. That was a fun place. That was our moon tower. That was a, a behind a, my old, uh, next to Tommy Joe's. We would uh, walk back to that water tower and uh, have uh, have quite the time. Illicit activities. Yeah. It was uh, back in the day. All right. We got these rookies ready to go. Tank Dell is first on the block. He had a couple big games, week two and three. I thought I had picked up a waiver wire stud last stud. week. Last week, I lost my full PPR game by three points because this guy couldn't do much in my flex. Are we primed for a second half breakout? Can he fill my flex tray or is he maybe next year? No, I think he's this year. Um, he uh, first came back after concussion, rookie, uh, but still 78% snap, uh, which is uh, tied for his most, uh, which was second week. Uh, is his hardest matchup so far. It was a red matchup on my um, chart I'm looking at where New Orleans, Atlanta, and Baltimore, they give it an orange matchup. Carolina somehow is a red matchup for um, fantasy receivers. Uh, and I, I already went on about Stroud. How I think they're going to lean more into the pass. They're going to let him loose. Uh, we're going to move Titus Howard back to right tackle. Uh, we should be getting uh, our Juice Scruggs uh, back, uh, our badass rookie we drafted, TCU second round center. We lost our second string center in the game. We were went down to our third string center. So this rookie coming back is going to be huge. And I think it's going to help everything out. Tank Dell's legit. Uh, we saw what he does when the ball is in the hand a few times it was last week. He's electric. And I think he has best matchups coming forward. Uh, second half rookie bump with Stroud. Uh, rookies always get better as the year goes on. So I think it's going to be great, uh, wheels up for the second half. I'm going to have to agree, man. I think there should be better games ahead. I like the schedule He's as the well. clear number two. Clear number two in targets, snaps, routes, everything. With yeah, Collins, and so with, uh, with, with Woods out, is that for the foreseeable future, Trey? What's, uh, what's It doesn't Woods? even matter. They like Tank Dell so much more. <laughs> oh. Woods was already kind of being the third wheel with there Tank go. healthy. There you go. But but, yeah, uh, Tampa Tampa this Noah week, Brown. Arizona, Jacksonville, Denver, you got great matchups coming up. Great matchups. Noah Brown, had a, uh, he, he was the one who did get open uh, in the game, but I think he's the third and will stay the third. But uh, they, they have high, high hopes for Tank. They, they got him two design runs in the game, uh, and he almost broke one of them, so. 
All right. Well, so we like Tank for a second half breakout. Let's go to Big J. He's got that Seattle offense on lock. Mr. Jackson, Smith, and Jigba. Are we looking at it? He's got a couple touchdowns in a row. And uh, we got we got Lockett and we got Metcalf. They're not going anywhere. But will JSN be at least uh, maybe my flex option going forward? I think he'll get you a little a little boom and bust because DK is going to get his, you know, at some point. He's going to get frustrated if he doesn't. So, uh, and Lockett it continues to prove that he's going to get open at least and be uh, tr- reliable at least for Geno to hit. So, uh, it's not that he's a bad option. It's just I think he's going to have his games and where he hits and other games where maybe not so much. Uh, Whereas maybe the Tank Dell character you just spoke of may give you a little bit more stability week in and week out, but maybe not those high booms. I like it. I like it. Pat, what do you think about some JSN? Yeah, I like a, he's he's kind of an ascending player here over the last three weeks. You know, the points have just gotten, you know, increased in his uh, snap share is, you know, kind of increasing. He's working himself. He's a rookie that kind of needed to just, you know, like all, like a, a Wembanyama needs to just know the know the offense, get used to all of that, get used to old Pete Carroll chewing his gum on the sideline and all that shit. But uh, yeah, I, I like him as sort of a second half ascending player here. As you know, you have two kind of, I mean, or one older wide receiver, and then one uh, it seems like DK is always on the questionable status for for every week. So. Um, you know, so he's always seems banged up. So yeah, JSN, I think, uh, could benefit from that. Yeah, for sure. After he got that uh, cast off, he had that wrist injury coming into the year. And right. so it kind of explains the slow start. You know, you look for these narratives and, uh, Pete came out, Pete Carroll said, like, let's not judge him quite yet because he hasn't even been at full strength. So mm-hmm. now that he's 100% healthy, he's shown it with a couple touchdowns. Looked very quick on that wide receiver screen touchdown this last week, the game winner. So he's got a couple uh, routes to relevance, I feel like. It could be through uh, just straight up balling out as that number three option in the passing game. They don't really use the tight end or even throw to the running backs as much so they can support three receivers in that offense. But if DK, if DK or uh, Lockett go down to injury, he could be a real stud in the second half. So he's one I kind of want to marinate on my bench, but definitely has some path to relevance. No. Let's, uh, okay. let's go to Pat for uh, his hometown boy, Roshan. Mm-hmm. What do you think? We got a, It's a crowded backfield with Chicago, but I feel like Roshan's got the most pop. I know Foreman had that one big game, but I just, I just feel like Roshan, could he, could he be the guy? Oh, man, I think that week one against Green Bay really was a fool's gold game and led a lot of hope for us. That was a 14 and a half point game since then. 5.2, 5.9, 2, 1.9, missed a game, missed another game, 4.6. So unlike JSN, I I just don't see him ascending. They've got uh, New Orleans and Carolina, Detroit, uh, Minnesota for the next four games. So. Uh, definitely battling in that uh, NFC North, but um, there, this is just a backfield. Another one like, uh, you know, uh, the Ravens or that sort of backfield where they just can't quite figure it out. This is a low-tier offense. So, man, and until you see signs of life, I think you can uh, either let him marinate on the bench or uh, I don't know if he's droppable because he's, you know, in that in that role that he is. But definitely I think you're you're letting him – kind of just marinate until either an injury happens or you see some signs of life. 
and, and Herbert's going to be back sooner than later as well. So I think you're right on this one, man. It's probably going to be next year whenever Foreman and maybe mm-hmm. even Herbert aren't back. So, Trey, you agree on that? Yep, 10-4. <laughs> yeah, man, that's a, that's a tough one. I want to get Trey on this uh, on this guy. I think I saw him uh, – I think you, were ta- you either picked him up or maybe you are talking him up, but they uh, – uh, a new uh, injury we didn't talk about was Kendrick Bourne. He was actually coming on for that New England pass game. Mm-hmm. Someone's got to catch yeah. the pass, you know. Someone's got to freaking get the get the yards. Uh, but he's out for the year, so now we've got this rookie apparently stepping into the role, uh, Demario Douglas. But mm-hmm. you know, dirty pop. You know, is it is it? It must be pop, or is uh, pop gonna have to wait till uh, next year, or is he even relevant? You know, kind of a, a low drafted, uh, small smaller guy. What do you think? I had to reach in the fridge and grab a pop. That's <laughs> what they call it in the Northeast. Yes. Yeah, no, I like this guy. Um, Bill Simmons put me on him when I was listening to him hype him up, I think, uh, on Twitter. And I was like, look at this. And so I watched him in preseason, and he has he has some juice. Uh, he, uh, I think he's going to get some, some serious looks coming up. Um, he's already made some splash plays. Uh, he's a lot like Tank Dell. Um, small jitterbug, but has top 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 speed. So if he can get out and open, he's gone. But I mean, the last two two games, uh, he went from you know thirteen to twenty percent snaps to sixty two, then seventy seven. Um, he's got six and seven targets for each game, and uh, nine point four, five point four. But when when the when the head guy, in my opinion, Bourne goes out, I think that someone's got to soak up a big piece of that pie. And I don't, I'm not saying Pop's going to get that big piece he, he took, but he's going to get, I think, a nice chunk of it. And um, and it looks like a guy that uh, they really like, and they might get some uh, gadgety trick plays to him as well. So I like Pop. And he's yeah. my DFS play, my cheap play later. Yeah, that's where I saw him. You like him. And he yeah. uh, t- targets, and, volume. And, and I picked him up uh, in a couple leagues, yeah. Yeah, targets, volume type of guy. Uh, Jay, did you have him in Dynasty, or did you, uh, did you know anything about him? Never. Never, never owned uh, him? <laughs> well, no, I never well, owned uh, him. Fly Eagles Fly owns him. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and, and really uh, the Patriots offense, I'm still just trying to figure out what the fuck, you know, wh- who are they, what are they, who, you know, what's what, because every week just seems different, so. Low ceilings, I, low ceilings, yeah. As a guy who traded for Mac Jones, I was looking at him very carefully, and pop, pop, I liked. I liked what he did. There's got to be somebody. Someone's got to catch the ball. You think? But I uh, talked about Will Levis a little bit Thursday night. He was the next one on my list. Uh, I think we can kind of skip past him. It seems like, you know, he's a uh, – we're going to we're gonna really wait and see on this Thursday night game, and uh, I think the results will speak for themselves. But uh, I wanted to hit Jay up for uh, his guy. I know he's got this one, Mr. Charbonnet. He's got a uh, season high in snaps last week, season high in points, uh, partially due to Walker's uh, gimpy calf, but also yep, Charbonnet yep. was coming off his own injury. So now that he's fully healthy, you know, we could see a little bit more even split. Is Charbonnet going to get in that, uh, that, that that flex territory going forward, second half? Hello, cutie pie. Yeah, if he's on your roster, I would definitely not cut him or trade him. Uh, his value moving forward, the second half of the season will be better than the first half of the season. So I can't say exactly... How much? Because everything depends on injury again, right? If Kenneth Walker is injured for four weeks, then, you know, Charbonnet is going to get quite a bit of touches and those will translate to things because he can break it also. Uh, and he's a beast. So I like him. 
So, uh, yeah, yeah, no, I definitely like him, though. But, of course, everything comes down to opportunity. If he gets the opportunity, he'll get it. And the season's long. It's 17 games. I mean, it's a marathon. So, Kenneth Walker, I mean, he's going to get at least worn down. They're going to want to give him some rest towards at least even the last eight games, seven games before the playoffs. You know, that's where they're going. So, no, I like yeah, I like Charbonnet. What did you try? Game the rest last week, I believe. That's why yeah. uh, they talked about it too. They're like he was hot. Uh, Kenny was kind of you know gimpy. So why not? Why not let this rookie cook? Now, for sure, I could see like a Ken- uh, Kareem Hunt, you know, a younger Kareem Hunt style of runner. He's uh, got that that big body. He's also able to catch the ball, and uh, it's definitely someone. And I also like him as one of the top handcuffs you know like if walker were to go out i, f- I feel like shower oh, yeah. is a top 10 guy on week in oh, week yeah. out basis so i might even say top six damn boy. yeah 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 so he's a he's he's a top top guy and uh someone definitely like like jay said to stash on your bench uh not maybe not so, primed but he's got he's got a lot like jsn on the same team multiple avenues to uh to to, to relevancy so uh <laughs> i own kenny walker in uh, arnie's league and uh he reached out to me and uh, I was like, hey, man, I got CMC. You got Eliza Mitchell. I got Zach Charbonnet. You got Kenny Walker. You want to? He reached out to me and was like, you want to do this trade handcuffs for handcuffs? I think it's like pretty smart. And I was like, sure. <laughs> so I, go. I got Zach Charbonnet like three weeks ago, you know, just put him on my bench, not thinking there was going to be a chance in hell because Kenny Walker was so hot. But man, yeah, he, I mean, Zach, this guy could be a league winner if Kenny Walker goes down. Like, you know, sure. like you're saying, top five running back. So I'm so happy I did that. Elijah Mitchell came and stay healthy. So, all right. That's our rookie report. And I feel like we covered a nice bit of uh, some of these unknown guys. Let's uh, sprinkle whoa, some whoa, knowledge. Can, can we do this at least to give context? Who's our favorite one or two from each <laughs> of us? You know, ooh, that's a good one. Uh, let's go with Jay first. Who do you like, Charbonnet? I'm guessing. Yeah, definitely. He's one, and then the other one out of the rest of them is uh, I'm really intrigued by – I hate to put my money on it, but I am intrigued to see Will what Levis. Mr. Will Levis could do. Uh, Super with flex, a, definitely. With a big arm, you know, so yeah. You're the guy who put the Bears <laughs> game up for the Gi- – or whatever, who's playing? The Giants and the uh- – Oh, the Raiders, Raiders and Giants. Raiders. Like, oh <laughs> well, that's because I want to see Antonio Pierce and see if he puts fire in that Raiders team. If they become a whole new team, that could change. Uh, yeah, Thanks very intrigued. Very I, intrigued. I, I, I like Tank Dell and Charbonnet. Uh, I, I edge Tank over Jackson Smith and Jigbo just because I think he's a receiver two over three, so he's going to get slightly that's more close. targets. All right, Pat? Uh, yeah, I agree with Trey. I, I, I was kind of between JSN and Tank Dell. Uh, Charbonnet, I agree, is the is the handcuff guy. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna agree with Trey. Stroud, proud, Tank Dell. Tank. I will go. Uh, I'll go the two Seahawks. I'll go Charbonnet and then JSN. I think that they uh, both have uh, probably the most talent of of the two players or any players on this list. Tank Dell definitely right there with them. But uh, I think what uh, I think JSN could be very intriguing going forward, one way or another. But uh, all right. That's a rookie report. Yeah, Pat, we got 10 minutes. You want to take us through these DFS picks? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's do the DFS. I've lost more money betting on games than you've ever seen in a lifetime. I, I, I played that one a little early last time. <laughs> we replaced that. But the DFS top shelf uh, beer budget, guys. So your champagne budget, you got your beer budget. Uh, you know how that works on the DFS uh, Price, go ahead and tell us about the top shelf guy and your beer budget, dude. 
All right, top shelf. This one's all about matchup and Jay's favorite matchup of the week. Man, he's going to have his eyes peeled for this Ooh, one. It's Josh a, Jacobs and Barkley, both. Yeah, ones. yeah. Bar, uh, Jacobs in this full PPR setup definitely would work, but I'm going with Barkley. I expect uh, Daniel Jones to be back. They said he's uh, full practice, and therefore, hopefully, we've got some kind of uh, offense for the, uh, the, 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 the Giants, and it's a season high last week and carries and yards for Barkley. Hopefully, he can get involved in the passing game this time, but uh, into the end zone against this Raiders team. I know we've got uh, Antonio Pierce going crazy on the other sideline, but I don't know if he's going to be able to suit up and play and stop Barkley. But uh, I like him a lot at 7,900. Uh, my cheap guy is pretty interesting. It's a uh, kind of uh, another one of these rookies that I almost had on the list, but he hasn't quite done enough to, to warrant it yet. But it's the Mingo. Let's see if the Mingo, Ooh. Jonathan Mingo, the receiver for Carolina, see if he can eat some babies. It is... Versus the Colts, who's got one of the uh, fastest place grips. They, uh, they're they up and down the field. Gardner Minshew's either scoring or he's giving the ball back to you immediately. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Mingo is on the field for 90-plus percent of the snaps. He had a uh, four catches for 60 last week. Let's see if he can uh, add to it. But I think he could be very interesting for only 3,400. Yes, sir. Yeah, I like that Barkley one for sure. Sure. Uh, let me. I'll go next, Pat. If that's all right. Yes, sir. Go ahead. I'm, I need to look up a value. I forgot to place a value on one of my guys. So yes, go ahead. Uh, for my big money top shelf, I like Mr. Alvin Kamara. Uh, I, I like that. It seems that every scene, and I'm sure maybe P might have more context, but it seems that as they've incorporated Taysom Hill more into the offense, the rest of the offense kind of flows and, and Kamara being back helps, uh, take a lot of dump downs, but, uh, PPR, right. Uh, versus the bears. So I like a Kamara. lot is an understatement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, so he, he, it he is a scam cheat code folks. He looks better. I'll, I'll say he looks better, but the usage is just ridiculous. It's comical, comical usage. So yeah, he's a volume play, but you know, he's got the greatest combination in fantasy. If you can combine receiving and goal line for a running back, you don't have to get the most yards per carry. You can still dominate. That's insanity in itself. Yeah. And the next guy is uh similar. I like him for similar reasons due to PPR. Uh, been kind of coming on a little bit more of late with uh, a few more in the passing game. Uh, Mr. Rashad White uh, with the Buccaneers that we playing against the Texans. Now, this is not exactly a beer budget. This is not the, the beast or natty light. I'm actually spending up a little bit to maybe just get some basic Miller light. Uh, and that's what this is. So he's not a beer budget, but he's kind of just right in the middle of the road. Is that is that fair to say, Trey? Yeah, yeah, that's fair to say. So those are my two guys. I, I like them both again for that PPR, too. Yes, sir. Yeah. Hey, beer. Why pay more? <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll get to uh, my guys. Uh, we already kind of talked about Bijan. I think he's going to come back strong. Um, like you, Jay, not a really expensive beer. Maybe you're going out for some, uh, maybe uh, Austin Beer Works, a Pearl Snap, <laughs> a good IPA from them or something. Yeah, not, not going to break the bank, but it's going to make everybody happy. $6,100. 
versus Minnesota. Like we said, Minnesota is kind of a middle of the pack defense. Uh, you know, they're going to try to uh, get Bijan right and uh, feed him the ball more, get him some more of those uh, nice highlights that we like to see. So uh, my uh, well, that was my champagne budget. My beer. Yeah, budget. I think sixty one hundred is cheap for Bijan yeah, if we think he I can thought. do it through the air and the ground, and it's a good matchup. But uh, the rate they're just they're, they're pricing him way too low because he hasn't broke broke out, quote unquote. So right, um, this you got to get him before he does break out. And I'm calling this the breakout game against Minnesota. Yeah, uh, you know, shit quarterback. This is the game you can lean on him getting fifteen to twenty carries, two Don't touchdowns. Wait. Only bad yeah. thing is you have to trust Arthur Smith in that mustache. So oh shit! Now well, I think they're, I think they're gonna have so many possessions. He's just gonna have to like you know yeah some goal line opportunities maybe too a lot, a lot of chances. Yeah, it's like beer. Uh, <laughs> I like Shahid uh, uh, from yeah. Price's New Orleans Saints here. Uh, that guy's new number one. Yeah, <laughs> yes sir. Um, what well, we all wanted Olave to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, we all did. Yeah. <laughs> Olave's leading the league in air yards, uh, and the next guy is at second place is 200 yards behind him. <laughs> oh, all right, half um, my life. That's uh, <laughs> we're still we're still waiting for that oil of Olave to yeah. soak in. But Shahid, I like uh, Chicago. I know this is kind of a uh, what we were fa- fell into last week with the basic bitch picks, but um, for forty five hundred versus Chicago, a bad defense. You know, Will Lincoln Hawk's son Tyson Bajan. Uh, it's in New Orleans, right? Is that right? I think it is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. So at least it's in inside. Yeah, you don't have the weather to worry about. Shahid with the speed. Um, I think he could uh, have a little bit of a breakout game here versus uh, Lincoln Hawk's son. Well, all it takes is one. He can get over the top for yeah. you know one catch, and it makes your mm-hmm. makes your whole forty five hundred so, worth it. So he had three catches for one hundred and fifty yards. Yeah, and his yeah. long was fifty nine. So uh, it was it must have been a fifty nine, a fifty, and a fifty. Him and Carr have got some kind of cohesion <laughs> going deep. Three. He doesn't even look for Olave deep, but when Shahid's deep, it's just on point every time. It's so maddening. Well, like Olave I love it as a Saints fan. Yards. I know. I love it as because they're not on. They're not on the same page. They just have well, no. He's looking. Idea. He's throwing. To, uh, hey man, to there's, get the air yards. You got to throw the ball. So the only thing apparently. he can do is hit him underneath, and sometimes Olave yeah. drops that. Like I don't understand mm-hmm. it. So. Maybe it's because oh, yeah. Olave doesn't laugh at. Derek Carr's jokes at the breakfast table. <laughs> Derek Carr's jokes about Bible verses. He doesn't dress up in goth with the black uh, mascara and yeah. go out with him. Well, I'm hoping Shahid, maybe, you know, maybe not this week for Pat's call, but if Shahid can start, you know, they'll roll the coverage to make sure Shahid doesn't beat him deep because he's been beating everybody. Yeah, deep. that's Then that's maybe the Olave can actually get open on the other side. Exactly. So There you go. Trey Gross, what you got? My- Mine's uh, I'm gonna go with the hot hand. You know, he's on fire. CD Lamb. Uh, there's two weeks where he got 14 targets, and both weeks he basically got you 23 and 38. So uh, he's 8200. Uh, they don't price him up as near as much as you know the, the Tyree kills and whatnot. And uh, I think uh, Philly, uh, they're the last. I mean, they're dead last in pass D. So. Uh, and you can't run on this team. So I think they're really going to lean into a heavy targeted game towards Lamb. And that's what you want. Uh, you just want the usage and then hope for the best. Is that exactly. who uh, old boy from Washington just threw all over? Is that Was that last yeah, week? Is that who it was? Exactly. Yeah, Sam Howell. Yes, sir. Yep. Uh, Lamb's going to tear this ass up. So <laughs> Pop Douglas is my cheap guy. Beer budget. Pop Douglas, $4,000. It doesn't get any cheaper than that against Washington. 
their horrible pass defense as well. They just traded away two defensive linemen, two of their best edge rushers, so they might get extra time to throw for Mac Jones. Uh, yeah. I mean, sorry, I had it backwards. I don't know what I'm talking about here. But uh, anyways, Pop yeah, Douglas, right. $4,000, uh, plug and play. That yeah, Washington seems defense, like- <laughs> the same one the Eagles came back on, A.J. Brown beasted on. Yeah, Pop, yeah, Pop so- Douglas seems like a free square this week. Like, I feel like everybody's going to have him in their cash lineup. Yeah, yeah. I like some Hunter Henry up in that bitch if Kendrick Bourne is out too. Well, Max should have time. I mean, they, I mean, literally, they lost Sweat and fucking crazy ass. Uh, oh, Bolton. yeah. Great, yeah. So. yeah. Could be a Stevenson uh, game as well. Maybe finally he gets, yeah, gets yeah, a big let's one. Do it. They get any kind of pass protection for Mac. He, he had, the only reason he had success the last couple of weeks is because he's throwing the ball under 2.3 seconds. <laughs> Well, gentlemen, that's uh, certainly... uh, That's rackable, right? That's all rackable stuff uh, per Jim Rome and per me. Uh, Do you have anything for the folks uh, before we get out for week nine? We'll try to do GYT next week. Yes. A GYT update for sure. Maybe also I was thinking of just like... uh, it's sort of like a who you can trust, but just those those top draft picks that have actually come through, not a Justin Jefferson and not a Patrick Mahomes who is struggling. But I, I want to look at some of the guys that have that were high draft picks that have actually paid off. I think that'd be kind of in the real NFL draft or fantasy draft. Yeah, there's draft. a there's a chart where uh, basically on the bottom, it's like a ADP where they're drafted, you know, so zero to 200. And, what and then on do. the upside, it's a. Uh, uh, points ex- uh, over expected. So basically how well you're achieving over what you're supposed to get. Mm-hmm. And then um, it's a really cool chart. So I could pull that up and we can go off that. It really outlays like where Puka came from literally out of nowhere, but he's really high on mm-hmm. one side of the chart. And then the extreme would be like, you know, someone drafted really high early and still outperforming like a Tyree kill. So like a Laporta. Nice. nice. Uh, Laporta, yeah, he would have been drafted way late, so he would have been this crazy outlier. Uh, exactly. That's a great one. He's right there with Puka. But um, it's a real good chart. Basically, you, just, uh, you can just look at it, and it just gives you a breakdown of every single player and how they're doing. Yeah, well, that's a great call. You know, got to see the return on investment. That's what we're all about, mm-hmm. you know, trying to mm-hmm. see if our, uh, if our money's getting paid off, if our draft stock is paid off. Last yep. year, the last week's chart that you brought in was pretty interesting, also. So I think that's a that's a good help to look at those charts. Are the new thing? Yeah, uh, you know we're all visual <laughs> charts <learners> here. <laughs> yeah, they're getting hot. Uh, you we missed the guts chart. Char- charts are just hard to do when you're doing podcasts. That's shout out problem. to the gut for uh, for meeting us up for some drinks up in Boston. It was uh, great to see him. You know, oh, yeah. Yeah. he'll be he'll be Where back next season with the. Did he have his charts? His he had his charts. He had his guts. He had a uh, few drinks with us. It was great. He swaps around with the clipboard. Yeah. Yep. Shout out to the khakis. Yeah, shout out to Gabe for hosting us as well. Maine is the shit, you know. It's a uh, the most beautiful, beautiful state you can go if to. If you're so. in the area, do some bread and breakfast with Gabe and company. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll get that main draft going uh, one of these years here, Gabe. Uh, show yeah. contributor Gabe. So yeah, we thank all the listeners and uh, all the participators. Thank you guys, and uh, I think we're going to be out for week nine, and we'll be back next week, buddies. buddies.